Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Attention to detail in Star Trek is something that we as Trekkies pick up on straight away. So here are some wonderful examples of how they really, really do put a lot of love into these shows and films. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and here are 10 tiny Star Trek details you might have missed the first time. Number 10. Enterprise Shuttlepod Cameo, Star Trek Beyond. The Kelvin Universe came into existence roughly 30 years before the events of Star Trek Beyond, before which there was only the Prime Timeline. That means that history was a single line rather than two parallel lines up to that point. The events of Star Trek Enterprise are therefore canon in both. There have been several allusions to Enterprise across the trilogy, including Archer's name being dropped in Star Trek 09, Enterprise appearing as a model in Into Darkness, and the Mako unit on the screens in Beyond. However, when Kirk is reviewing a video from the USS Franklin, there is a familiar ship that appears on the view screen as historical footage plays, immediately before the group of Makos are shown, in Enterprise period clothing as well, a shuttle pod identical to those found on the NX-class vessel descends into view. While the Kelvin films follow a drastically different aesthetic to the prime timeline once Nero has arrived, this small visual reminder was left in for the audience to know that, yes, Enterprise is the glue that holds these two facets of the franchise together, no matter how different they ended up becoming. Number 9. Captain Robert April, Star Trek Discovery This one is a deep cut, one that many audience members will be completely forgiven for not noticing at all. In Star Trek Discovery, Saru temporarily takes command of the ship in the first season. Seeking inspiration, he asks the computer to list the most decorated captains in Starfleet. The first name on the list may fly right over the heads of some viewers, while others might have been sitting up in their chairs pointing at the screen. Bar an appearance in the animated series, Captain, later Commodore, and Fleet Ambassador Robert April hasn't been seen in action. He was the original commander of the USS Enterprise, taking her out on her maiden voyage. He was also initially planned character to appear in the first Star Trek pilot, The Cage. Through the various rewrites that The Cage went through, 
April was transformed to Christopher Pike, who in turn was later transformed to James T. Kirk in the second pilot. For the longest time, it looked as though April was lost to history. Yet, thanks to the animated series and various expanded media examples, the idea of him never truly went away. His inclusion in Discovery could suggest a later appearance in Strange New Worlds, which will of course be following Captain Pike and the Enterprise. Here's hoping that one day soon, Star Trek's first captain can finally appear in the flesh. Number 8. USS Archer, Star Trek Nemesis Star Trek Nemesis was the last film in the Berman era of Star Trek to release while there was still a spin-off show airing. Star Trek Enterprise was in production, so this film was the very first film production to include it alongside examples from every other, at that point, incarnation of the franchise. The USS Archer appears, named of course for the captain of the NX-01, as part of the battle group sent to help the Enterprise-E. Admiral Janeway makes a cameo, Worf crosses over from Deep Space Nine, and Riker orders that maneuver Kirk Epsilon be used. If anything, the reference to Archer was the least noticeable of the lot, as the ship itself doesn't appear in the film due to budget constraints. That said, with a clear enough copy and a decent pause button, the inclusion of the USS Archer is a nice little nod to the youngest Trek show in production at that point. Number 7. Mr. Mott's Hair Experience Stardust City Rag Freecloud is a planet that is, quite frankly, an assault on all of the senses at the same time. Star Trek Picard had a more muted palette than Star Trek Discovery had offered, attempting to display a more sombre, measured approach to storytelling. The fifth episode of the first season was a hard left turn away from that, dropping the main characters on the non-Federation world of Freecloud. There are signs in place that one would expect where the laws are fast and loose. Yes, Quark does indeed have a premises here, expanding the highly successful last outpost of traditional Ferengi values from Deep Space Nine all the way to this planet. But who is that being advertised right behind him? Mr. Mott was the bubbly and altogether too chatty Bolian barber aboard the Enterprise D. In several episodes, he's seen babbling away to various crew members, including Captain Picard, and was presumably still aboard with the ship when it was destroyed over Viridian 3. Stardust City Rag confirms that not only did he survive the Duras sisters' attack, but is now thriving planet side with a bigger shop, a brighter sign, and, hopefully, a much larger profit ratio, what with Starfleet not using currency. Number 6. Holiday on Stratos, Star Trek Deep Space Nine To be completely fair on the viewer's eyes here, this one is extremely difficult to spot in standard definition. Please, CBS, give us that HD DS9 that we all want. In various episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, including Meridian, The Muse, and What You Leave Behind, there are several screens in the Replomat, Promenade, and Quark's Bar advertising holidays on various worlds. One such world is Ardana, home to the cloud city of Stratos. Stratos first appeared in the original series in the episode The Cloudminders. The image shown in Deep Space Nine reflects Stratos as it appeared in the 60s, designed by Matt Jeffries. When the original series was remastered, the city received a beautiful redesign, with the shots in DS9 remaining unchanged as of the recording of this video. The screens are quite blurred, so it takes a sharp eye to spot them. They are there. That's a nice little callback to the original series, along with being a cheeky way of further connecting the two shows. This, along with the inclusion of Kang, Koloth, and Kor, not to mention the entire episode of Trials and Tribulations, served to make Deep Space Nine one of the most original series-friendly spin-offs in the canon. Number 5. The Conspiracy is Hiding in Plain Sight, Star Trek Into Darkness 
There was one moment in Star Trek Into Darkness that always seemed a little bit odd. In the aftermath of John Harrison's attack on Starfleet headquarters, Scotty manages to discover where the terrorist has fled to by means of a transwarp beaming device. Kirk and Spock rush to Admiral Marcus's office to tell the officer that Harrison is on Kronos, the Klingon homeworld. Marcus orders the room cleared and orders the Enterprise to pursue and destroy the man. As he's talking to Kirk and Spock, Marcus walks past a row of models. The Ringship Enterprise makes its first physical appearance here, as it had only appeared as a painting before. The NX-01 also appears as a model, so does the USS Vengeance. Initially, this was a bit jarring. Why would Admiral Marcus build a model of his secret secret attack ship, then display it proudly for all to see? Finally, the penny dropped. The conspiracy didn't stop with Marcus. To Kirk and Spock, the USS Vengeance is a huge surprise when it arrives. It is not a huge surprise for some of the higher elements of the Federation. On reflection, it now seems obvious. How would Marcus have been able to commission the ship to be built, if not with the support of some seriously influential Federation officials? This is one plot hole that was never truly an issue. The only people who didn't see it were Kirk and Spock. And me. Number 4. The Star Dispatch, Terra Firma, Part 1. Star Trek Discovery's third season served as the second soft reboot of the show, with the arrival of the Enterprise and Captain Pike serving as the first. The ship was flung far into the future and, though it was actually not a huge plot point, the consequences of time travel would return to play a part. Specifically, time travel began to have serious adverse effects on Philippa Giorgio. The Sphere Data, just go with it, sends them to a planet where they meet Carl. A nice man who's sitting beside a wooden door. There's no clue at that point that Carl is anything more than he appears. Or is there? He is reading a newspaper. A very specific newspaper. One that had been seen once before in Star Trek. It was seen by Spock via his tricorder in the city on the edge of forever. The Star Dispatch foretold the death of Edith Keeler. While the big reveal comes in the next episode, the name of the paper was an enormous hint that kindly old Carl was the guardian of forever. The visual reveal in Terra Firma Part 2 was chilling, even if one had managed to spot the spoiler in the first part. Number 3. FCA Ban Notice, Star Trek Deep Space Nine In Body Parts, the penultimate episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine's fourth season, Quark is told he's going to die. After the initial shock of the news passes, he rallies himself like the Ferengi he knows himself to be and sells his body. To his astonishment, someone anonymously bids for every part of his desiccated corpse. There is only one slight issue. The doctor got it wrong and he's going to be just fine. The anonymous buyer, who turns out to be Liquidator Brunt, couldn't care less. He paid for the merchandise and he wants delivery. Quark does seriously consider honouring the debt. He is a Ferengi after all, and a contract is a contract is a contract, but only between Ferengi. He seeks out Garrick's help, but eventually decides he can't go through with it. He breaks the contract. In retaliation, Brunt shuts down his business, issues him with a writ that he pins on the wall of his bar, and bans any Ferengi forever doing business with him again. That ban is eventually lifted in the episode Ferengi Love Songs a season later. However, if one looks closely, that writ is in place, sitting pinned to the walls of the bar every time that the camera pans by between those two episodes. Number two, Livingston the Jellyfish, Genesis. This entry is inspired by Reddit user Transport1, who correctly spotted that another creature on board the Enterprise D fell victim to Barclay's T-cell virus in the seventh season episode Genesis. While the story is a little silly, it nevertheless shows the actors getting a chances to have a bit of fun, including Jonathan Frakes, who gets to flip the bird to Picard, Data and the audience as he appears in a de-evolved caveman state. However, he is quite justified in being annoyed. Picard and Data have interrupted him attempting to get his lunch. He's attacking Picard's fish tank inside the fish tank, where Picard's lionfish Livingston normally resides, there is now a floating jellyfish instead. 
the lionfish has also contracted the virus, de-evolving to this gelatinous state. It's a slight spoiler for what awaits poor Spot the cat slash iguana mere minutes later, though at least in her case, her kittens hold the key to reversing the effects of the virus for all sufferers on board. This small detail, so obvious when it's pointed out, is actually such fine attention to detail without hanging a lampshade on it that it truly displays just how closely director Gates McFadden was checking to see that we were all paying attention. Number one, Ducat is still on the shuttle, Tears of the Prophets. In the sixth season of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Gold Ducat is finally taken prisoner by Starfleet following the retaking of the station from the Dominion. The man has suffered a complete mental breakdown after Damar killed his daughter, Tora Ziel, several months go by before the former head of the Cardassian Empire is on his way to stand trial for war crimes. Both he and Ben Sisko are aboard the USS Honshu when it is attacked and destroyed by a squadron of Cardassian ships. The pair escape with Ducat piloting a Starfleet shuttle to a nearby world. There follows a tense game of cat and mouse where each tries to trick the other, around and around it goes. The situation is only resolved, if one can call it that, after Ducat beats Sisko to within an inch of his life, sends a message to Starfleet and escapes once again on the shuttle. In the final episode of the season, Ducat hatches a plan to introduce a power wraith into the Bajoran orb. He manages to travel to Deep Space Nine, though it is not readily apparent how he did this. In his final communique with Wayuna Damar, the screen shows him sitting in front of a Starfleet computer interface. He's still on the stolen shuttle, which would have given him the opportunity to cross enemy lines undetected.